stuff like this. You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. All right, we're back. We're back here. talking, Still talking uh, with uh, the guy from Calgary Refinishing. I need your, your name again, man. I have, I'm tap bad with names. <laughs> Rob. You don't look like a Rob. I don't look like a Rob. No, no. A, a Rob... You know, you giving me like, like a Tyler vibe. You know, a Tyler oh vibe. God. I get Jason Mimosa sometimes. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, I see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's the hair, man. Yeah. Now that's show hair. That's what we call it, yeah, man. Yeah, that hair is on point. They, you're a performer or something, man. Currently. It's hard to refinish when you got long hair like this. I'm growing mine out. Right I could now. imagine like Important. one of those dropping on that shit. To be honest, doesn't happen that you just often. Just need some tweezers, man. Doesn't happen Put that often. Razor blade. Yep. Oh, okay. Pop that shit right out. Sometimes you don't see it, you kind of cover it, and you see it after, though, and you're, like, trying to pull it out. You're just leaving your mark. (laughs) Be with this tough friend. (laughs) Doesn't happen as often as you think, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we were uh, getting into the conversation about the multifamily stuff, and you were bringing up, what what was the last thing that you said? Do you remember? Compliance. Compliance, yeah, that's important. Right now, me and him strategize constantly on how we're going to elevate our businesses to the next level, Um, and... You know, residential will feed you, a couple guys, feed your family. But how do we get to a point where our businesses are legacy type of... How type do of I get a bathtub guy's jet? Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's our biggest challenge in the industry is we have to gain new work every single day. How many sales do you have to make residential to keep four guys busy for the whole year? Oh, Minimum wow. four, four close, closers a day, mm-hmm. right? But if you have yep. an apartment complex that provides you seven tubs... A month and you have four or five of those mm-hmm. you only needed to make three connections to have exactly. that recurring work so it, it it takes some pressure off of you know your sales ratio mm-hmm. but getting into those properties is much harder one yeah. they're all corporatized even worse than the hotels oh yeah because the, the apartments are branded as their own entity but they're owned by a yep. management company that owns 12 of them and then you got to find out who's the gate. You have to get past the gatekeeper to get to the GM for the GM to just tell you who the real decision maker yep. is. Oh, yeah. Then get to them and then find out all their compliance demands. Which is crazy. I'm going through it right now. And each one has their own. And they're all different. So they want different policies. They want different uh, coverage limits. I have a well, full. They want different paperwork. They mm-hmm. want different guarantees. They want different this. They want you to jump through hoops just yeah. to for the job they exactly. want insurance to say that they're additional insured as if the insurance is exclusive to them weird yeah. they make you put verbiage on there that says like it's our insurance policy yeah oh it's not but and then whatever the, those fucking companies like you find out who the who the management company is and they don't make their inform their contact information readily available yeah so we've ran into that too so we finally find out who owns these places and then we're like how the fuck do you call these people and yeah, they they know to not to put their number yeah. on their site. We need to speak to them. Yeah, like we were, we 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 canvassed Tampa, uh, what like a week or two ago. Yeah, we hit like maybe nine or ten apartment complexes, and we found one uh, property management company called Morgan and Mor- Morgan Properties out Morgan of Pennsylvania. Property. They don't have a single phone number on their site. You have to like or almost, email. Yeah, you have to send like a registration form just to contact them. And and these are the challenges we're trying to figure out. How do we get past? Because we know if you can land, t- we only need three or four of them. 
Mm-hmm. When they, they have oh, hundreds of rooms that turn around almost once yep. a year. At least once a year. Yeah, and and then you got to remember, it's not just tubs. They're doing counters. They're doing cabinets sometimes. Yeah. Sinks, yeah. sinks, tub and tiles, uh, shower enclosures, and repairs. Sometimes they're newer and they just need someone to do repairs. Structural issues. Yep. Uh, and they, yeah, and they can't turn over the unit in bad condition. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So there's a real yeah, demand. Yeah, builders and things like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. You know, they put in the tubs when the, the, the steel stud framing still put in, and yep. they just get completely completely destroyed from contractors those fiberglass tubs that crack on the bottom oh yeah well for us because a lot of them come from here they get shipped and they're already damaged when they get up there. you have to put them on game with the inlays yeah you gotta you gotta get into that bro that's crazy i have an apartment complex the first one i landed they're paying eleven hundred dollars a unit for this no well you don't have to spray at all you don't have to i don't have to spray i'm spraying them because they look a little dingy Yeah, they look yeah. really good once you're but they spray. were cool they just wanted a solution for the cracking and we got the solution it's like we were talking about with the refinishing how it's kind of like people find it kind of sketch yeah yeah this is something you can provide that's 100 percent legitimate yeah and a legitimate solution yeah yeah and you can back it like you can f- feel comfortable backing it nice yeah and and uh well, well that's all these businesses are is providing solutions to people yeah who don't have the time or the knowledge to to deal with it like mm-hmm. you always get the guy on site who's who's just kind of the guy who who's trying to go and problem solve mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when you're on big projects they don't have time to to figure out how to fix a chip in a bathtub and a brand new bathtub uh, when there's 30 of them. Yeah. The, the way you make, like, if you, you can make money two ways commercial. You have something that nobody else has. Yep. Or you're doing the volume game. Yep. We want to do both. Oh, definitely. Because we have t- uh, pretty much two things that nobody does. That and the jetted tub conversions that no one knows how to do. Yeah. Some people think they know how to do it. But not the way. They don't know how to do it the way we do it. Yeah, I've done a few of them, mm-hmm. which is the same way I would just fix a massive hole in the side of a tub. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there are some sub, like conversion kits out there that you can do, and there are proper ways to yeah. potentially do it. Mm-hmm. But I've gone through and just fiberglass the hell. Yeah, and you can make it look good. The, oh, the yeah, key, I've made it look good, but I'm like, is, there must be a better way. Yeah, the key to ours is back support. Yeah. Is we yep. create legitimate back support so when you fill the tub, one water pressure is applied. Yep. On fill sides, all the jets it actually in. will hold. Yep. Um, you can hit it with a hammer. It's, it's a legitimate solution. Yeah. Yeah. We and did nine. It is our secret. We now. did ninety-three <laughs> of those in Puerto Rico. Holy yeah. shit! And I charged them a thousand dollars a unit, nice. plus all travel expenses. We were there nice. for three weeks. We stayed on resort too. Not bad. That stayed was our, that was our first project. Together. That was our first project. Not yeah. bad. Uh, that was our first project with him. We had we we have done that in Tennessee. We've done it here. And all the other companies, they'll go and do a demo, and they don't pass a stress test. It's they do one of these, the double thumbs, pops open on everybody else's. Really? On ours, I literally have gotten it, and I've been like, with a hammer, it won't, it won't budge. Yeah, like I make quite big, like fiberglass resin patches, but it it turns into a two day process. Does it look like a fucking blob? Nope. Okay. No, I yeah, feathered yeah, it. I, yeah, I do the same. Good the I do the same patch. way you would fix like mm-hmm. a like a bumper on a car. Or something see. If it and, was and it technically boxed. seals it, right? It's yeah. it's oh, not yeah. it's not. And a I make fake it. I make it hard. Yeah. Like I've done, you know, holes in the side of shower units like this big. It yeah. takes a lot. And people are like, oh, can you just like patch just the hole? I'm like, you need to spray the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna look like, like shit if you do like, that. Like it's gonna look like shit. You need to spray the whole thing. Like a you know a hole a six inch hole is gonna be you know. Half the size of the uh, of the wall there, all but said and done, to make it look nice. Yeah, and th- that project, that project, you know, logistics and stuff for something in Puerto Rico too. They're you know they're willing to pay more. I always tell people like, 
don't ever get scared if someone calls you from some other shit. Like, if someone called you from Canada and was like, I need you to come do some shit in Michigan, don't just say no. Give them the price that would make sense for you of to course. go. Why are they calling you? Exactly. And this is what I always tell people. They're like, how do you get these things? I'm like, because I have the balls to say, here's my fucking quote. Yeah. All these people are just yes. like, I'm not going to go over there because they think that, like, the same rules apply. And it's a different game. If they're, they know who they're calling. If someone is paying you your what your quote to do something and you don't you know, mm-hmm. under a quote yourself just to get a job. But if someone's going to pay you to travel there and this is, this is what I'll do it for. And they're going to say, yes, mm-hmm. fucking take the job. And yeah, that project ended up costing them like 140. Yeah, exactly. You fucking, fucking charge the money. And yeah. if they're going to pay it, it of still course. saves money too, bro. It, it did because in Puerto Rico, the plumbing is fixed. So they, they couldn't, yeah, they can't do they shit. They can't because everything there is like, you know, it's in the tropics, hurricanes, things like that. Yep. They would have to redo all the plumbing. It was going to be a fucking mess. Uh, so they were like, we need to seal these things off. And I was like, sure thing. So how was getting product out there? Like, what My was the boat hook? took three and a half weeks, almost didn't make it. Yeah. It came after us. We almost got there. The, you guys are standing oh, yeah. there. And they yeah. delivered it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the day we were like, all right, we need to spray today. Looks like we're on vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was cool, though. It was it was a cool experience. They put us in a nice place yeah, too. Business aside, nice. it was a cool experience. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, like yeah. to, uh, it was a four star resort. Yeah, on the right on the water. Not and bad. They're yeah. like you're in the room working and you just look out. And you know who to call next time for that pro- for a project like that, right? Give yeah. me call a call. Up. Yeah, give me a call. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll hit you up if you want to yeah. come. That's exactly how I, I so how I went on that project was I I was doing I was painting a tub one day, and I stumbled upon his podcast, and it was when I was a soul guy. Uh, and I did the same thing. I hit him up. I was like, yo, let me come on your podcast. You're like an hour nice. from me. And then oh, when bad. I got here, we started talking about the project. And I was like, I need people for, for Puerto Rico. You're I don't like, really have the people for it. I live an hour and a half. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'll go if you want. And he's like, you serious? Here. And I'm like, I'm fucking serious. Like, I'll, I'll, we'll do it. I had I had two guys at the time, yep. me and two guys. I brought in two, three more guys who never did a tub in their life. Oh, it doesn't matter. I doesn't sprayed matter. all 90 of those fucking. I think Ralph sprayed like two or three in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. But the way we structured the project okay. to get done quickly was, you know, they had to do all those conversions. So we had six guys yep. just doing the conversions. And then I would go behind and spray them all. Yep. And, Not bad. And uh, we made it work. But The uh, hardest part was getting fucking Bondo out there, dude. Yeah. I had to go to, I had to, go to every advanced auto part in fucking Puerto Rico. Wild. Every auto zone, every fucking Walmart, and just buy all the bond. I would come with like seven or eight cans of Bondo of the gallons, <laughs> and then like in an hour, he'd be like, John, they'd be like, hey man, we're out of Bondo. I'm like, fuck. And then I had to do it all over again. Hey, but our project management was on point, bro. And that's part of the process, oh, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is why available. you're charging the money because to yeah. facilitate all that. I mean, we had, we had, we had my partner, Gilbert, mm-hmm. we had you. Always just available, period. Yep. And then I was pretty much running the project yeah. on the ops level. I yep. was running the crews, and I was painting the tubs. And then we had our, you know, his right-hand guy, his best guy, Ralph, yep. was, like, leading the preppers. He was sure. training them while yeah. he was working because... That's what you need to do. It was a make-it-or-break-it type I, of yeah, project. That's what you I, look, to do. I wasn't going to stop my operations here. No. And... and so that's so, why it's good to have an, a, like that many people out on yeah. a project like that. It's like you know what they can pick it up as they go, and it, it it got done, and they were happy with it. It was cool. It's not extremely difficult to prep. I find the hardest thing with training people is using just using a fucking exacto knife. Take the caulking off. Yeah. Like, yeah, I find that's the hardest thing to train people. And if like I'm in a in a pinch to 
we have, we got volume on that day or we have a lot of stuff that needs to be done, I'll go in because I usually, you know, have, have somebody prepping. I'll go to site and I'll just be making phone calls and just be there to help them out. But I'll be in the vehicle yeah. making phone calls, booking new work, chatting with customers, doing all that sort of stuff, or even going and doing quotes on another project. But I'll go in and just quickly help them with caulking and, and just take out because I can do this 10 times faster than them. Yeah. If, if you really are serious about taking the business to the next level, you need to r- start to, to make those moves in your head and realize that the, yeah. the administration shit is a full-time job. It man. is a full-time job and, and that, people don't realize that at all. I'm like, I don't have days off. Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm here on vacation and people are fucking calling me and messaging yeah. me this morning. I was on a phone call on the way here yeah. with mm-hmm. someone. And like, if you're if you're spraying, this is what a lot of these small dudes don't get, bro. If you're spraying and somebody called you, and by the time you look at the phone, it's two hours have passed. Don't ever, don't even bother calling them back. Oh, exactly. It's it's first person to get to them, especially someone who's calling. A exactly. text message is li- it's like get back to me whenever you can. A yeah. phone call is there is a lot of intent there. And I like phone calls. I try to gear anytime I'm doing any marketing, which has been little. Mm-hmm. Two phone calls. You close better on yeah. the phone or in always, person. Always, give me your give me your phone number. Let me give you a call. It's it's why would I? There, there's so much to the industry. There's so much that people don't even know of. Like, let's just answer your questions over the phone instead of having a hundred emails. You will obviously want this done right away. Yep. Let's yeah. just speed up this process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no brainer. I mean, sales 101, the human factor too. So he's he told the story of of how he found the podcast. How did you find it? I was about to say. So I booked this trip down here for my girlfriend for her birthday back in like April. Sure you did. No, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> like back in like back in April. Okay. Um, booked it for. Well, I bought this. You know the fucking the Holiday Inn Club fucking timeshare thing. And, you know I was like, this is too good to be true. And everyone's like, they're gonna try to sell you a timeshare. I was like, good, good fucking luck. If they're gonna you know charge me two hundred bucks and give me three hundred and fifty cash when I'm there and I deny them, sure I'll go do this. Mm-hmm. So that was like a year ago. And then in April, I, I, I booked it for her birthday. I started listening to the podcast around the same time, but didn't know where you were located. <laughs> and funny. popped up, and I'm like, kiss me, Orlando. Like, I think you were saying, like, yeah, kiss me. And mm-hmm. somewhere in Florida, so I Googled it, and I'm like, it's fucking like, right, like right there. It's like yeah. right where I'm staying. Mm-hmm. And this was even a number of months before I called you. It's like, I'll listen to the podcast more and, and, and whatever. And make sure I'm and not then, crazy. And, and then... And then you know, I only really called you like a month ago. You gotta get. I'm like, I'm like, I should fucking, I should, I should get on that. We're gonna be down there. She was fine with it, so I'm like, I'll just give him a call. Yeah, That's good man. I'm and now I'm did. here. Hey, you never know, because we're always looking for people too. Well, what yeah. enticed me was, like, I've only listened to the first six episodes. Mm-hmm. But what enticed me a lot was social media of how you built the company up. You took it from your parents and how you built it up, and it was social media you were really driving in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't done really any marketing. I've done Google ads. I've had a number of websites dealing with, you know, SEO, that sort of shit, website management. That's a whole other conversation. Brand presence gives you the ability to, to charge more than others without having to sell. And I just started doing that. And yeah. like I said, with, I don't really have a ton of competition. Mm-hmm. Like I have, you know, probably more Google reviews than everybody else around me, which people really like yeah. when people call me. You know, and and I do good work for them. Ask them for a review, and it, and it's great. But I don't have a ton of competition. But people don't know about this industry up there, yeah, yeah. a lot. So I think there is a, a huge hole because if I'm, you know, the one who looks the best on Google, and I'm not as busy as I want to be, 
Oh, Obviously, no. there's a hole there that needs to be filled that you people know, just don't know about. You, you know where the hole is? Awareness. You know where the hole is for you? It's going to be what he just said, in awareness. Yep. It, it, your Google ads, if, if you don't have a lot of competition, Google ads are intention-based. Well, that's exactly, that's exactly it. But Facebook is where you start to educate people that this exists. Yeah, people have no clue, and they see this. They're like, what do you mean? Yeah. That's not a brand-new bathtub? Uh-huh. Yep. This and is insane. You need I, just, I got, a, I got a, tech, a message on Instagram two days ago mm-hmm. for a lady. Like, she, she likes my reels. Yep. I put, like, whatever yeah. trending audio is, and then I just have the guys working, and it looks good, and then you get well, a, a five six $6,000 kitchen from And that. this is where me not spraying comes in because it's all the social media and I've survived for, you know, you know, better half of a decade with no marketing at all, just basically based off referrals. And you and have you get other places and you get comfortable. You have people, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why this podcast is necessary yeah. because it, it is a kind of a place for us to come together as refinishers and think a little bit bigger. Yeah. Because, you know, you're all the way in Calgary, bro. You yeah. You're not talking to us on a regular basis. We're well, here exactly. now, and we're brainstorming on I, how to be bigger and how to bring this to the next level. Yeah, and 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 you know the thing is, I get calls from everywhere, all the fucking time. Like they don't always go with me, but they have before. Like I did a project in Texas. Asked me if I went to Texas. I didn't do shit. I knew someone in Texas. Yeah. I subbed it to him. Nice. See, but Was they it? call you. Yeah, they called me. They call you, and they're finding you well, because of I also, brand awareness. And yeah, and I make it a point that I travel everywhere yeah. for commercial stuff. I'll go anywhere. Yeah, of course. I'll go anywhere. Yeah. And, you know. So that's another that's Professionalizing another the image, man. That's one thing Danny's really good at, and, uh, you know, we decided to work together for is because, you know, you can do everything yourself, or you can also learn how to play with each other's, uh, like, uh, strengths. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Danny has this ability to – understand marketing, understand how to capture, how to deliver an image to clients. Um, and it's obviously helped him a lot. It's, it's, the, it's like what we were talking about with the other Danny and, and, and Alliance bath reglazing. It's like you standardize your processes. You need to realize that no matter how down to the wire you might think getting out of the uh, spraying aspect is going to maybe hurt your bottom line. It's hurting you a lot more, not, doing it because oh, definitely because every moment that you're not on social media and some other asshole is like all this stuff it starts to affect the business or you know if you really have ambitions to grow it to to another level those things are going to keep you from what you want out of it well i've probably just been lucky that somebody hasn't come up and surpassed me and on undercut media you and undercut <laughs> me on social media alone yeah and it will happen at some point, if I don't get on top of it, yeah, somebody's gonna come up. They're gonna be new to the industry. They're gonna learn it pretty quickly, and they're gonna market the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna just fuck over everybody. Here. I'm kind of an example of that. I've only been no. refinishing myself for three years. Nice, and that's because of year one. I came on this podcast. Yeah, and in year nice. one, I took whatever he told me. It took me seven years to not be doing everything by my fucking self. Yep. You know, I, I, I never did the refinishing part. I, I did prep and stuff like that before, but not a lot. My brother was the one that, that sprayed, but um, now we have people and stuff. But I saw from the beginning, and, and I, I do believe it's harder to see it when you're in it because I never had to do the spraying and all the other stuff, Yep. right? But I can see the challenges of just, bro, just me having to answer calls and answer emails and go canvassing and take the guys and do field support is a lot of work. Yep. So... 
I could only imagine adding spraying to that. H- how are you even getting customers? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's like crazy. Everyone's like, you know, I don't mind spraying because I like it. It's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But there are days when you're talking to customers all day. You're doing all administration shit. And you're yeah. just like, fuck, it'd be nice to just fucking spray. But that's not going to happen. You mm-hmm. want to be busy. Yeah. You, you learn really quickly. You'd rather be doing that. Yeah. If you're doing those things, that means you're making money. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're spraying, you're you're getting paid for your time. Oh yeah, like I, you know, everyone always says, "Oh, it's nice." Like, is it nice owning your own business? And I'm like, I really, own my own business. I own my own job. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Everybody, everybody, everybody always thinks like when you're grinding and shit like that that like the business is oh it's a little business until they see you like hanging out and getting paid. It doesn't matter what you're doing. There's checks being cleared and shit. It's not a little business at all. Yeah. Make decent money doing yeah, this. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. people will never see that does. shit. But then th- they'll hit you with, oh, it must be nice to have a fucking business. Or you're, you know, you yeah, can just mu- do whatever. It must be nice. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can just do whatever you want. And it's like, I work fucking seven days a week. They didn't see I'll, I'll, when we you... We do what we want. Yeah. We make money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly. <laughs> I'll sit in my kitchen yeah. on a day off with tons of, you know, non-business related stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And now it's seven o'clock yep. and I haven't even had a coffee and I'm still on the phone. Yeah. yeah. But that's the price you pay for it, bro. Other, some other people would rather just give it to a fucking corporate entity and just work eight hours and turn their brain off. And there's other people who grind. And then eventually, it's not like we're, look, we don't work. I wouldn't say we work more than them. I say we we work the hours faster. We're putting in 12, 13, 14-hour days while they're at home jerking off watching Netflix, bro. That's what's really <laughs> happening. And, like, then they'll say shit like, oh, you know, like, this motherfucker doesn't even actually have an actual job. It's like, what do you mean it's not an actual job, bro? Like, you know, shit like that, people we, say. We create shit like that. jobs, bro. Yeah. That's the, the whole different bro, ball game. We the, don't have a job. Our job is to create jobs for others. Well, well that's exactly it. It's mm-hmm. like you, you, you make your own business, and you're, you're hopefully bro, making n- other not, people. None of my guys, none of his guys, none of your guys could even fucking fathom the amount of shit you have to do in a day. Oh, they have no clue. And that's why, like we were talking about uh, before, that everyone always wants to, for, for me, it's, you know, you don't always want to tell everyone how much you're making on a job because mm-hmm. they don't really realize yeah, how never. much you spent to get there to that job. Yeah, how many yeah. hours you put in, what you're paying for everything. Like everything you've, you, you've built up is the reason why you got that job. Mm-hmm. And even then, they might see a, see a decent number, and you're making that, and you're like, that's actually way less than I would regularly charge. Yep. I'm not happy with this number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but you, you also don't need to justify that to anyone. It's like exactly, you said, you yeah. don't go to, you're not working at a corporate, but you don't, I think you used the example, you're not working at McDonald's and uh, getting mad at the CEO for making billions of dollars. And, and the reason that they get upset is because, and I was talking about this the other day with Coach, uh, actually, at the Cigar Lounge. Mm-hmm. So... And he, and he he said it's 100%. That's what it is. It's the separation of the powers that be. Yep. When somebody knows the owner, it is a lot easier for me to see you and be like, you motherfucker, you're yep. the reason I'm slaving away yep. and you're over here riding high. Whereas in McDonald's, the manager might be making $2 more an hour than the jackass, right? Yep. But his job is specifically to keep that guy in line. And then there's another person that's a regional and there's, the yeah, CEO well, it, is so far exactly. apart. And that's it, with any business. You're building the, the, the pyramid up that, you know, you have your guy that you rely on and you pay him decent to do mm-hmm. what you're doing now. And it goes down and it trickles down. Mm-hmm. And then you're so far away from the people actually doing the work that they're not going to really, they're not going to question that at all. And, 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 yeah, go ahead. 
how I how I talk to my guys is how I justify the difference in position is is two types of people. There's people that capitalize on opportunity. And there's mm-hmm. people that create opportunity. Yep. yep. And I tell them like the reason why I get when I'm and I don't justify what they don't know what I get paid or what we don't get paid or whatever. But what I'm saying is they know I make more money. Obviously, I own the business. Uh-huh. I create opportunity mm-hmm. and you capitalize on the opportunity I created. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's where the value difference is. And that's and I leave it at that. And yep. they understand that because mm-hmm. if I don't create these jobs, there is no job. Yeah. So let's talk about structure of hiring employees, of how you pay them. How do you keep them accountable for their jobs? You want to like start with me or him? Both of you. Like go first? <coughs> yeah, so me and Danny actually do it differently right now. And we've been talking about how to well, adjust. Th- this so. is why I haven't been able to wrap my head around. There's, there's so many different ways yeah. to do this. I think it it's, goes, it's heavily on what, where you're at in business at, at this point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. where I'm at right now is I have um, three full-time employees and two guys on the side that are considered part-time. Yep. So five in total. Um, I have two guys that are full-time sprayers, one who's right around, right, right about there. He can, and how I transition them is I, I, I usually typically have them prep and I have them prime tubs. So, and then once they prime quite a few tubs, then I graduate them to top coat, right? So a prepper stays a prepper and he doesn't get paid extra to prime. He doesn't get paid extra until he starts finishing and producing work on his own, yep. right? So I structure my guys based off of their roles and I pay by the day. Um, and the reason for that is because in my business, I can go through highs and lows. So even if yep. I don't have a lot of work, I it, f- it doesn't them. force them to not bring home enough money. Yep. Right? It averages um, them. Yeah. So I take a loss in, I take not a loss, but a sacrifice yeah. in order to maintain my crew yep. because I can have some months where I'm very, very profitable. Mm-hmm. I could have some months where I'm not as profitable. But when when I get called for that big one, my guys are already there. Exactly. Yep. You know what I mean? So that so that's how I structure yeah, you it. You got to keep them. Yeah. Or you run into my problem where it's, you know, can't maintain certain amount of employees mm-hmm. because sometimes the work's not there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. But again... And, I then, and, I ins- and I incentivize them. Um, and it's a lot of quality control on my point. Like Danny knows, like I, I'm, I'm, more in, I'm more in the field than Danny is because mm-hmm. I'm still have to be yep. that hands-on with my guys. So like what I did yesterday, um, we had a, a tub and tile and two, two regular bathtubs. Um, I sent my most experienced guy on his own. He does his own thing. He gets paid the most. I send my next guy down with a helper, and I give them both tubs. And I say, I want you to prep both of them. But I want the prepper to prime both, and I want the sprayer to top coat both. And now it distributes responsibility, and everyone's gaining experience. Yep. And then I still showed up at the end of the day to do a quality control check on the job. Yep. And I do that. That's how I train guys. I've trained, I've trained five sprayers in the last three years. So you're just paying them for the day? You're paying them the hourly, I pay them for the, work? I pay them for the day because I take all my techs with no experience. Okay. Right. So if we've talked about different structures is if I was to get a guy with experience, he'd get paid hourly. And what or if it turns out to be like a 10, 11 hour a day? I tell them. Did they complain? Uh, not with me, because the way I go about it, I say, I'm not I'm not pay- I'm paying you to go do this job pretty much. Not yeah. for a set amount of time. So yeah. I have. Yeah, so, a, it's I a, ha- so it's piecework. It's, it's piecework. Like yeah. yeah. Like so piece you're, you're, getting, you're, you're getting paid flat rate yeah. to go produce what I've asked you to produce. Now, hear, hear me out. 
I lose money if they don't finish, right? Say the job takes 13 hours and they have to leave and it's just not done. Yeah, they got to go back the next day. I still have to pay them. Yeah. And, and, so and how do you hold them accountable for that if it's user You keep error. doing this enough, yeah. I will fire you. <laughs> this is fair. Stop fucking and up. And I guess you're on yeah. site as well, so yeah, you can like, see what's exactly. going on. Exactly, so like, I have an understanding I, you know, I have an understanding of what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. So I tell them, like, you can't bullshit me. Yeah. Like yeah, I've, you've been doing I, it. I've sprayed yeah, more tubs in three years. Yeah. yeah, you know, you, you know, exactly. I know everything yeah. that could possibly happen. Right. So they have to give me a decent excuse. If the excuse is decent and it makes sense, yeah. then yeah, shit happens. But if you give me some half ass excuse, I'm going to know. And I'm going to say, look, yeah. I'm going to let you. That's fine. This can't happen again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And usually they don't want to lose their job. So they're just not going to let it happen. Of course. Again. Well, yeah. it's exactly when people like to work. Not for this massive corporation mm-hmm. when they're, you know, again, when it's. You obviously want to all grow our businesses, but yeah. it's a lot different than working. You, you're you're making it that you can own your own. You can be your own independent boss. That's exactly within the my I use. yeah within yeah. my business. It's, I tell them you're an independent tech. You have independence. I'm not gonna. All I do is book the job. I tell you where to go and what time to be there. Yeah. How you structure your workflow. When you want to take your lunch. Yep. I don't give a damn, honestly. Yeah, like get you, the job done. Yeah, you do get it the properly. job done, and you can and, and you can know though that if it did take you two days, I'm not deducting your. That's that's a flat rate benefit. Yep. The bad benefit, and Danny does a little bit different with hourly, is if they spend 14 hours, they're not going to get paid more. Yep. So I incentivize them like, look, you ha- you know, this job's an average of six to seven hours. I suggest you work hard and get it done in six hours, and don't spend ten. Yeah, well, and for you when you're when you're texting, you know, and you've had them for longer, you can do that too. Of like. This is how much this job pays. This is what you're getting paid today. And I've also had days where they go do one bathtub, and they get and paid they for the whole, paid day. the whole day. Exactly. So it does. So it does buff out. Yeah. Obviously, you want to book as much work on yeah. there as possible, but that's not always the case. Yeah. That that whole structure, you know, I used to do it like that. When I, what I found was, and the reason I stopped doing it, and it's different for him, but I, you know, I'm I'm hiring, you know, people who have experience. And, but sometimes their personal life gets in the way of work and shit. Yeah. And what was happening was I had a guy that was getting paid as much as my top performer doing half the work. Yep. Because before I did hourly, I did a dry run where basically I told them, hey, guys, I want you guys to uh, I'm going to pay you guys per day still just clock in the job so I know how long they're taking. Mm-hmm. And one of them was clocking in. 50 fucking hours a week and the other one was clocking in 24 and because they're getting paid per day the the salary was comparable yeah that's not fucking fair no that's why not. i did not do it definitely that's why not. i was yeah, like and that's what i was saying as you start to scale once i, I saw don't that think my model is efficient yeah it, it can work well but it's, it it's good for training and to keep people there while you can retain until they you know, can build their value exactly so you yeah. can so you can retain some profit to put back in the marketing mm-hmm. so then you can build it up a bit more and then mm-hmm. kind of switch gears after that happens but y- you're basically you're keeping employees on retainer you're yeah. keeping it's them exactly busy until you have yeah. the big jobs yeah. to do it and you need to do that to at a certain point that's why you used to do it yeah well. yeah and, and i and i agree like that is a good way to go about it it also gives the guys confidence that like the, the way I used to always tell people when I used to do it that way is, look, there's good and there's bad, right? There's going to be days where I need you to put in 10 hours. There's going to be days where you do a tub, it takes you three hours, and you get paid the whole fucking day. Yep. You know, that's the trade-off. Yep. Now, if you can't handle it, if you're going to – if if it's only going to work in your favor, go find another job. So are they taking – coming and picking up company vehicles that you have to go do these jobs? Like, how do you 
Uh, for me, they so I assigned them a truck. Okay. I let them take it home. They have GPS, so I know where they're at at all times. Okay, you know, and I was I, gonna say like, what's stopping them from you know doing side jobs for cash? Obviously, if it's GPS or keeping material wastage down. Well, uh, there's a couple different ways to go about it. Go ahead and how you. Well, for it. me, we're small enough, yeah. right? Um, and I and I do have a kind of a loyalty with my crew. We're really close, yeah. which is is not something that's always going to be there. Yeah, that's just today. Yeah, it's know, not as, always good. Yeah, as we either, grow, but, you know. and you know, we're going to transition, and things are going to get more professional, and that's just how it is with with expansion. Uh, but all I, what I do for my crews is I have one guy who uses his own vehicle. I used to have one company vehicle. Someone totaled it. Um, I use my truck, and what I do is I drive my guys to the sites. Yep. The guys that I don't have vehicles for, I, I get up every morning with them. We meet in the morning at the shop. I tell them where we're going. They put all the shit in the back. I drive them, drop them off. Yeah, that's kind of what I'll I do. I'll be back. And then yep. while, I'm out, while I'm out that day, I make value of my time, right? I, yep. I hired the guy that totaled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, long, it's a story. long story. And for me, I, I moved to just outside the city, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of guys I have working for me, are close to me, mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know, it, it, it all depends on how the day is kind of structured, but I'll go pick them up, and then we go do the job. Yeah, you got to, in the beginning, the you have to do what you got to do. I'll go, you know, gr- go to the paint store, grab the supplies that I need yep. for whatever, re-up on, on a bunch of stuff, run all the errands, and, when, and when do you have phone calls, all that type of stuff. While I'm there. When you have more people, uh, there's a couple different ways to go about it. You could allocate a daily material to them, Yep. so it's like, Tub and towel, you only need two quarts, bro. Yeah. Just in case shit hits the fan. Really, you should be able to do it with one, but, you know, one quarter catalyst, one quarter this, whatever, and, you know, re- reduce or whatever. Send them with the allocated amount of material, and they have to go to the shop every fucking day. Yep. Or the people who you trust a little bit more who know are not going to bother to do that shit. Because if you, bro, here's the thing. If you keep them working and you're paying them enough, they're not going to bother. People don't want to start with the bullshit of starting their own company. No, if you're paying don't. them decent. Well, and, and you were saying that you have uh, a guy that you do pay piecework for. Yeah. With that, does he buy materials off for you or uh, do you he, cover materials? No, he is 100% his own boss. I just tell him where to go. So he, okay, because you guys have Midwest here. Yeah. So for me, if I were to do piecework, it's like, okay, do I provide the materials and pay them less? Or do they just buy the materials Bro. from me and then I don't have to worry about, you know, you fucking drop a gallon, you fucking waste a gallon, you mix too much paint, yeah. you, you, you fuck up, you like, m- that's you, on you. You, if you're, if you're ever going to do it where they're, like, where you're doing a percentage-based, right, where, like, we're going to split this however, yep. the best way to do it is half down the fucking middle and you supply everything. That is the only fucking way the math maths, bro. Yeah. Because if even if you're like thirty five percent, you're making you're you're paying more. For he, he could misuse the material. He's his own boss, so yeah. he could use the material to do. That's when it becomes a problem. Well, the issue that I find too is with preppers, or, or you know, any technician is that they don't really realize how much shit costs. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, a roll of paper doesn't cost that much, and a roll of tape doesn't cost that much. But when you're throwing it in your fucking bin or like your 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 wash bin mm-hmm. that's fucking in water, and you go and pull this out, and they fucking ruin tape, and they ruin this, and it consistently happens, and and so on and so forth. The fucking paper towel in there, or you know, again, they're they're wasting materials. That shit fucking adds up. Yeah, and and, and that's why I reserve that kind of setup for a, a, a guy who's more experienced. Exactly. You know, it needs to ba- basically be somebody who who is as good as you, 
but doesn't have the work. Exactly. And then you split it and, and it well, t- that doesn't, or have tried to start their own thing and, and realizes that it's not fucking. Yeah. yeah a true sub. Yeah. yeah. A real, yeah, yeah exactly. A real exactly. subcontract. A real yeah. subcontract. They're Someone good. Who's a yep. professional, but they, they're, they're buying the work off of you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because and you've and built the, the branding, you've built the business. And, and that's what's getting that them. That takes years and years to that's do. That's what's keeping them busy anyway. That's yeah. the thing. You, you have to exercise well, your it's worth it for them. It's like you will spend all your money and go into debt just trying to get work. I yeah. even tell my employees. <coughs> and then you want to compete with me? That huh? they can have the option for both. Like, I tell my guys, like, you want to make more money? Then you're going to have to take a little more risk with me. Right? So I, I don't hold them to their flat rate. I'm like, okay. You want to make more money? I just had this conversation with Little Angel. Get an and insurance, was, yeah, get I a him, truck. I was like, go, go get a truck, buy your equipment. I told him exactly how much it cost him. I said, I'll sub to you, bro. No worries. But don't rely on just me to feed you. I said, because as soon as you go to do your own thing, I'm going to replace you with another flat rate guy. Exactly. And, we're gonna and I was like, so don't, don't think that I'm going to give you... What? 50% of my project when I can pay well, one exactly. guy. Then you become my competition and exactly. you realize that I'm building this. Up. So mm-hmm. I, t- I tell them straight up, like I will sub to you because I'm always going to have a higher demand than I have employees. That's the goal, right? If our lead flow is yep. actually, you know, working properly is we should always be looking for work. Well, workers. That's, that's show me that you're serious and I mm-hmm. will like, that's value to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like all that stuff is that's completely tax write because off for them as well. A as good a sub, sub, a good sub, like we've used subs, on big projects that maybe your guys just might not be able to handle, but you can out, you can uh, delegate that liability to the sub and he, he has a vested interest in that coming out. Right. Cause they're not getting paid till you get paid. Exactly. You know, so there, there's a place for them, but you just have to let, I let my guys know, like there's a place for that, but don't think you're going to be busy with me Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. If I can get a guy to do it cheaper. Yep. And then when they weigh that risk, a lot of times they stay on salary. And, yep. and the subs that I have, I have two of them. One's named Bruno. The other one's named Carlos. I, I could keep them busy all the time. Bruno, I keep more busy just because he's a god. So do they <laughs> run their own companies as well? On he the side? does, like, but they, they kind of get they their try. own. They try. Yeah, they get their own work. Yeah, like, but a lot of the work, you call them and say, hey, got some work for you. No, Bruno is yeah. one that he's basically a work. He's basically an employee. He just makes half. Yeah. Because he like I keep him so busy. Which Which... That will generally happen because yeah. it's now you're. You I mean, know, it's the, the same. same it's the same deal as, as any other yeah. uh, subcontractor for any general contractor, right? Yeah. Like most of those general contractors create relationships with their subs, long-term relationships. Yep. So it's more of just a, you know, you work for this guy. You just get to pick and choose what projects and you well, want to do. And it's good for them, too, because they get the fucking tax write-offs for everything because yeah. they're now subcontracting. And they, yeah. get, they own their they own get business. The, they but get the same they, flexibility as they, being a business owner. They just don't carry the weight of they, creating the opportunity. Exactly, and, and, and everything else that comes mm-hmm. with it. And, and they also get to benefit off your pricing because you as an established person can charge more. And even though they're making half, they would probably be having to do jobs for half plus do ads, plus do all this other shit and operate a business, yep. whereas you're just feeding them work. Oh, and that's and that's the best for anyone like that who wants to... You, you, you get paid more than most people do, mm-hmm. and you don't have to... You, you get the freedom of owning your own business, but don't yeah. have to deal with any of the bullshit. Like, that's yeah. a dream. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. and that's... Mm-hmm. I mean, for the people that it works for, it works for. I have one sub that, like, you know, I, I it's more like that setup. It's like whenever I have extra work, I'll be like, hey, you want to take it? And he'll tell me yes. But the other one, Bruno, I have him on all the time. Like, the thing is, it's like, you know, he is so good that, like, if I need to impress someone, I'm like, yo, you're on the call, bro. Like, we did a, 
We did the tubs for, for Disney at the Grand Floridian. I only sent him there. I'm not going to bother sending anybody else yeah. there. And it's not that the other guys aren't capable. It's the consistency and the peace of mind knowing, like... You don't have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make half of that. I'm charging them seven fifty yep. for a fucking bathroom because it's Disney, and I know they got it. I'm, I'm going to make my fucking three seventy five and not ever have to fucking worry about some shit. And I know that because we have a good working relationship, if something hits the fan... He's going to go and fix it. He'll go on his own time. He won't bitch and moan and be like, I don't want to work on a Saturday. So he wants a, the work to keep That's coming another in. question I have with, with the subcontractors, the guys that you're paying. How does that work with warranties? You make them uphold your warranty. If they can't do that, they don't have confidence in their work. Bruno. So you still cover materials, but they have to go deal with this warranty work on their own time. No, this is I, your job. Yeah, they, they every aspect of it, it's literally like if you were a customer and you're giving them like like, yep. hey, I need my tub done. Yeah. They are solely responsible for everything that happens. Yeah, you're your own company yeah. using my branding exactly to, to get work. Correct. This is your job. Yeah. You it, paid me, that's done. You make my business look bad by not doing this, you don't work for me. Exactly. Anymore. It's the simplest way to work. do it too. Yeah. yeah, because if if here's the thing, bro, the moment that you're paying one of your guys or you going yourself to fix a sub's mistake, the value in having a sub is gone. Why am I going to give away percentage of uh, of my overhead for someone who's not going to deliver? At the end of the day, the reason that they're a subcontractor is because there's part of the business stuff that they can't get on their own. But the people who you reserve that for the people who are like killers, bro. Yep. The people who are worth doing it for. Yep. And, and, and that's typically those guys who've worked for someone else for eight or nine years. Yep. And they're like, fuck this. I want to work for myself. But they didn't learn the business aspect. And so they're, they're great sprayers. Well, they they even have, yeah, they have project management experience, yeah. but they just don't know how to brand, which yeah. there's not like a school you can just well, go to. Well, it's not to. to be brand. Like for me, like I said, like I fucking haven't done any of the branding or any of that. Like I've had to go through a number of things with websites and things like that of just kind of bullshit of running SEOs, stuff that doesn't work, stuff that does work. But I've never really had to go through that because of Google ads, you know, consistently just doing Google ads, but just referrals. Mm-hmm. How much money do you spend on Google ads? I'd say, you know, 500 bucks a month Canadian. Maybe I spend 500 bucks a day on Google ads. Jeez. Jeez, it's crazy. The competition here is fucking wild, so you got to do it. It's crazy. See, and for me, I don't really need to spend a whole lot. Yeah, I, 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 I like like I'm busy enough right now. I just keep the Google ads going just to keep it going, just to get some new stuff in. But a lot of my stuff is just referrals. I have tons and tons of referrals that I get calls all the time. Hey, you did a tub for this person. They love you, which is great. Yeah. That's not to downplay that. That's the best type of work. It, I, is, I, the, I, the it is, and that's a, and then, and yeah. that's why people trust me. Yeah, but yeah, it is hard to scale to to scale up yeah, solely. You're on just that. You missing need to. that outreach. Exactly. And you'll, you'll you'll make a big. Well, like I was jump. saying, I, you know, I go up to I, I I blow it to a point where I'm like, okay, I can't handle this work on my own, but I'll make it work. Ready to start training someone someone fucks you over and then you're like why would i do this now i'm just looking like an idiot to my customers now i have to damage control of why i'm not hitting the promised timelines mm-hmm. and it comes down to like you said you need to kind of starve yourself so a let me bit. ask you this how's your operation looking right now for amount of work um far as how many people you have uh, like how much work you're generating in a week, roughly? Is it is it mostly residential? How are you structuring? So your most team? of my guys are all you know part time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you know, 
three, four, five days a week. It really depends on how much I book. Like I generally work, you know, five days a week myself. Like sometimes I book a month out, a couple months out. Sometimes I'm a few weeks out, but I always have consistent work. Do um, you have enough work consistently to be a week? And this is on average. You can't, yeah. I know it fluctuates. Are you booked out? Are you have enough work to be booked out for two sprayers for every week? Yeah, I can, I can make that happen. So for me, it's not, it's not really getting the work is not my issue at all because there are not a lot of, there's not a lot of competition where I am. Mm -hmm. It's trusting the people that I hire to be, come a spray. Like a lot of people that I hire are mostly people that I know are friends which you you know we've talked about that it's a bad thing to do of hiring your friends because mm -hmm. your friends are the ones who are going to call you and say hey i can't come to work today i got this going on mm -hmm. and they quickly learn like people like that it's like okay you know what like i understand it's too personal i i i, I understand that happens but don't ask me for any more work mm -hmm. because i'm not busting my ass and calling a customer and saying hey I can't make it there today. Can we reschedule? It looks bad. And I try not to do that. Yeah. I just, you know, I will just work later if it's okay with them to make that happen. But then I look at it, I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm fine with, you know, the amount of work that I have that I can handle and then having some of the, these other preppers there. Like I used to, you know, with some of these preppers, I would have, I would just leapfrog them. They would go prep a job. I'd be on the phone doing administration stuff in the morning. I'd show up. They'd be done prepping. I'd spray it. They would already be on the next job. I would meet them there, so on and so forth. So we could get a good amount of work done. Mm -hmm. But, again, with it's keeping someone, people, full time is my issue. Because so I don't, I don't, can't find anyone that I want to trust. No one fucking wants to work. I, I know. And l l let's talk more about that on the next one. We're already 46 minutes into this one. Jesus. Time just flies by here, man. But we'll talk more about that specifically on the next one, about people and that whole thing, because we've had struggles with it. And, and there's a couple things that I could maybe tell you that might, might help the situation. So let's leave it there, and, and we'll, we'll come back on the next one. Listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.